Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Sarah. This is Jenna. We're from Name Three Songs. And today we're getting candid with Caitlin Tarver. And now we are getting candid with Caitlin Tarver. She's an LA-based pop-leaning artist who just released her sophomore album, Quitter, on February 9th. The album sees Caitlin navigating her early 30s, opening up about imposter syndrome, self-worth, the fear of the unknown, and working to accept it all. Caitlin is also known for her role on Big Time Rush in 2010. And after that, she shifted her focus to pursue music over the past 13 years. So we're getting candid with Caitlin about her struggles with finding her place in the world and the revelation she's drawn from this album, as well as her experience as a young adult in the entertainment industry and the pressures placed on her by society, which I think every woman can relate to, as well as connecting to fans and growing together over the years, because as we said, her career has spanned over a decade. So these people have followed her from the start to now. And I think it's just like a really beautiful story. So with all that, let's go get candid with Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We are excited to talk to you today, and you have really big things happening. Your album, Quitter, is out as of February 9th, and you just did two shows in Brooklyn and L.A. So for you, how did it feel to be back on stage and being able to perform some of the songs from this album? It was so fun. Like, I I love performing live. I love playing shows. I just went on my first headlining tour last like September, October. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I sang a lot of the songs from the album because we've been rolling the album out kind of song by song over the last almost year. So it, it, it's been such a like long ramp up. I kind of wanted release the release to feel, I don't know, like more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. than just I was saying this from stage this week. I was like, so much of like putting music out now is so digital and you're just yeah. kind of like posting a graphic on your phone and kind of like yeah. waiting for a comment to roll yeah. in that hopefully is like, love this or whatever. <laughs> and like, you're kind of like sitting in your sweats and like your house is dirty and you're like, I guess my album's out. Like, yeah. so it was, um, I just really wanted to do something where I could be with, you know, my fans and kind of get to celebrate this album with them. And, um, it really delivered. It was so much fun. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's interesting saying with like the whole digital era of release, because I feel <laughs> like, you know, growing up, it's kind of like you get like two singles and like big music videos and they like would go on TRL and like do that whole thing. And oh, like now it's like, okay, yes. everybody's just like dropping like a song a month. And then you're like, oh, an album. Like, I feel like even sometimes as like, as a fan, you're kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like overwhelming for everyone a little bit. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. I God, what I would give to just go on TRL. What, is, what an Sorry. era that was. What we would give to host TRL. Oh, you guys would be perfect. That would be the best TRL update mm. ever. So you've been pursuing a career in the music industry since you were a teenager. Like you've been releasing music since 2011 and you were on Nickelodeon's Big Time Rush. Like you've been doing so much and there's this idea in the with the entertainment industry that it can be like super cutthroat and like 
young talent gets taken advantage of in like so many ways where it's just like, okay, like we expect this from you. We expect that from you, but also like, we're maybe never going to pay you money and we want you to do all these things. And it's like, it's really crazy. And like, it's really impressive Mm -hmm. when we see people who continue pursuing like the passion and the dream. And so for you, like, what has it been like going from navigating this as like a young person to like wanting to continue on doing it now? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I lucked out in the sense of like, I like to say I was like child star adjacent. Like I (laughs) had success as a teen and as like a young twenties, like adult, but like it wasn't overwhelming enough to the point where I was kind of in that machine of like you're saying, like, you know, an, an unrelenting schedule, like all this, all these eyes on you at such a young age. Like I, I got a little taste of that enough to kind of mess with my psyche, mm-hmm. but like not enough to like fully have like, I don't know, like a ton of trauma from it, <laughs> um, which I'm thankful yeah. for. But yeah, I think I just, in that sense, I was able to kind of develop my taste and my skills mm-hmm. and get better outside of too much public attention, which I think is probably the reason I'm still doing Mm. it. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I I can see how, you know, I've had my moments of like, gosh, I've been at this a long time and, oh, I thought it would look this way or that way. Or, you know, when you're, when your peers are like making it to this, these astronomical levels of success and fame, it's like, you see it and you're like, wow, that can happen. And I guess that's the goal, right? Like I'm I'm working on these songs and this show and I want to be that level of successful. But as it just didn't happen necessarily exactly like that for me, I think I've come to be really thankful for my trajectory, Mm. I guess. And just being able to, I don't know, kind of have these moments of discovery and growth at like a, a little bit of an older age because yeah I just feel like I have more to even say yeah. I, I, I had nothing to say <laughs> when I was like 19 what am I, what am I gonna talk about at 19 I don't know like, <laughs> um yeah it's been I've had my moments of I don't know just being down on myself and being frustrated and disappointed yeah. but um I also am starting to really be thankful for it too yeah if that makes sense. I mean, I feel like also you've kind of been able to shape your music career, like in the way that you want to and write the songs you really want to write. And I think your album Quitter that's coming out this Friday has a lot of really beautiful songs on it. And I love that you shared this story on TikTok for Japanese Cafe about how (laughs) you were young, you had to go to Japan and play this show you totally weren't expecting. And it was just like this weird experience. And that story Uh is hilarious. (laughs) Um, And so thank you for sharing the behind story of that. Oh my God. Um, yeah, like that story. Like I didn't come out of child stardom totally unscathed. <laughs> I have some stories like that for reference. What Jenna is referring to is the story of mine where I was a teenager. I had a little album of these pop songs that I didn't hadn't written. I was just like, you know, I want to be a pop yeah. star. That's what I want to do. It was like the era, like early 2000s. And that's what I saw and liked and had my CD and I like went to Japan to promote it. And yeah, one of the gigs was at this, it was at a maid cafe, mm-hmm. which yeah, I don't, I don't really know. And I was just, they, they requested that I wear an outfit for the performance. And I was so young and naive and from this small town in Georgia sheltered and just like, okay, like, 
sure. Like I'm not, I'm going to be polite and be like, yeah, what, what, whatever you guys want. And then the outfit that they wanted me to wear was a French made uniform. And it was one of those experiences where it's like, I've gotten older and I'm like, did that happen? Like, did I make that up? Like confirming with my mom, like, mom, did that happen? And she's like, I think. And then we like go through old computer hard drives and we like find pictures and we're like, yep, I guess. Oh my God. But yeah, I, I did sort of tell that story uh, in a writing session and just sort of how it, that story and just other kind of like bits and pieces of what it was like to, to yeah, kind of grow up in this industry around it and how it does affect you for sure. I mean, one of the lines in that song that I feel like is really powerful is like the, will you still love me if my luck runs out? And I feel like whether or not you're pursuing like a career related to stardom, I feel like that's something that like a lot of people can feel throughout their lifetime. Like, am I still valuable to a certain degree? And then as you're growing and as you're changing as a person, it's like, are the people who listened to my music five years ago still going to care about me now and what I'm doing now? Totally. Yeah. It's all about that fear of like, where is my worth as a human being coming from Mm -hmm. and realizing like, Oh gosh, like, even though I am like aware of this idea of like, Oh, I'm more than just my career success or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. When you really are like having to ask yourself, do you actually believe that? Like, could you, you know, like never say like, never put out a song again or, choose to do something else with my life. And, and, and I had like all these things, all these feelings come up around that of just like, Oh no, I feel like I am like, you know, so much of my worth comes from doing this Mm, as a job and like getting this sort of like recognition or wanting it or or chasing after it. And, and it just was kind of like, Oh, like I need to kind of like work on that. Cause I don't, you know, life is, long. It takes a lot of different twists and turns. I don't know where I'm going to end up. Like I, I really, um, I don't know. It kind of helped open my eyes to, yeah, some just like, I guess work I needed to do on myself to like get to a place where I was like, okay, I can, I'm good. And I'm me no matter what comes and goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you, you also talk about that on yeah. the song Quitter. It's that yeah. um, you said it's kind of nice to be a quitter, giving up on who I thought I had to be. And I feel yeah. like it's even for yourself, like relinquishing that like pressure of totally. I have to be this and just like accepting that like, no, like I'm a human being, like I have multitudes, like I can do other things and still be valuable, like even in the self-love aspect. Totally. Yeah, it is. It's very much me to myself and being like, can I actually love myself? Which sounds so... I don't know, kind of cheesy, whatever, but it's really like when you are in those moments in life where you are actually confronted with like, no, can you love yourself? Like truly, if you don't get X, Y, or Z, or if you don't accomplish X, Y, or Z, like, can you be proud of who you are and and be proud of yourself? And like a lot of times when I was like writing these songs and working on this album, like the answer to that question was no. And I was so hard on myself and I was like, Oh, like, you know, you should be further along or you should, yeah. you know, you're not, you're obviously not as talented as you think you yeah. are. Uh, Cause if you were, you'd be more successful. Like just all this like really critical. Yeah. Just being really mean to myself. And I, and I think, you know, that's this album is contending with a lot of that journey for yeah. me and putting that into the songs. And, and even now when I listen back, it kind of 
hurts to listen to a little bit in moments because I'm just like, gosh, Caitlin, like, <laughs> give yourself a break. I feel like that's so relatable, though, especially like as you get older, yeah. because there are all these pressures and like for so long yeah. in like media and pop culture, like you're not allowed to like age past 28, like let alone be like a 30 yeah. year old trying anything or even older than 30. Oh. And so it's like that yeah, whole, ew. that whole mindset of like, okay, there's this expiration date that like, I feel like we've kind of gone past a little bit seeing with like the success of like Adele and Taylor Swift and like, you know, Haley Williams and artists like Beyonce. that, like who, yeah if anything, like got more successful, the older they got, but at the same time, it's like, there's still that, you know, the like little demons, like on your shoulder and your ear being like, Oh, well you didn't have success by the time you hit 18. Like what's wrong with you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think we're all working on those timelines that are just like societal or cultural or whatever that we've been given our whole lives, especially as women. It's like, you know, if you're not, if you don't have kids by this age, if you're not, right. you know, settled down by this age, if you don't have this much money by this age, if you don't have, know what you're going to do with your life by mm-hmm. this age, like there is so much pressure that we like probably subconsciously like have that are, is yeah. sort of like, you know, really affecting the decisions we make and kind of how we go about life. And I think for me, that is kind of what I'm getting at in Quitter the song and on a lot of the songs of just like, Oh, like I hit all these points in life where, you know, I thought I was going to have these boxes checked and they just kind of kept looking different than I thought. And it's like, Oh, like, okay, this is really not like what I expected Mm. for this time in my life. And it's um, disappointing. And like, I'm, I'm struggling with it. And like, uh, it's causing me to really, you know, go on this journey and like look inward and be like, okay, what matters to me? It was just a lot of like reevaluation. And I don't know, I just wanted to kind of share that process, I guess, in the music. And there were moments where I was even insecure about that. I'm just like, oh, like, is this like too much? Like, is this too heavy? Or like, are people going to be like, geez, Caitlin, like, you must be really going through it. Like, it's just, there's just constantly an onslaught of, (laughs) of insecurities and just, fears that are coming up for me but um I try to keep yeah (laughs) I mean like I I mean I think it makes a lot of sense because like just as like somebody who's not in like this line of work like I get it and so I can only imagine like especially since you've been doing this since you were so young like I'm sure that there were have been pressures that were put on you from like a young age because like every woman who sings is like told by record labels to be like oh like you can't be too sexy you can't be too demure like you have to like you can't you have to be confident but not too confident like there's no winning in it and so it's like I'm sure growing up like there are people just like feeding you all this information of like what they expected from you and there were all these rules that you had to abide by so like what was that like for you dealing with that and like kind of unlearning it as you went on well, that's really what this album is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and sort of like realizing that for yeah. the first time and not knowing why I was like kind of getting angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, like everyone just needs to like, let me be. And it's like, who, like, who are you talking to? Like, yeah. because, yeah. you know, I, I haven't talked about this yet, but I... I had this experience recently where I played a show in my hometown and played a lot of these songs from the new album and it was, or not hometown, but it was, um, you know, 
a hometown show in Atlanta, Georgia. And I had so many people in the audience that I knew from my childhood. Mm. And I performed the songs and I just felt so much love in the room coming my way from all these people who had known me since I was a kid. And like they, it just hit me in such an overwhelming way of like, yeah, wow. I've had so much like anger and frustration around, you know, these years in my life of like my upbringing and sort of feeling like I had all this pressure put on me Mm -hmm. and like, you know, this, um, this weight to like perform a certain way and be a certain way and be a role model. And like, don't let anybody down. Like, you know, they didn't know they were putting that on me, Mm -hmm. but they accidentally were. And, and, and not just them, like I said, society, whatever the time in life was. And like, I think I had kind of gotten this chip on my shoulder about it. But then when I like, performed and and they were just so happy to see me perform and like supportive of the songs and took time out of their lives to come support the show like it just really overwhelmed me emotionally I was just like wow like I it was really healing for me to see that because I was like wow they you know all these people that that represent this time in my life where I felt like a lot of these voices and pressures kind of got solidified yeah yeah actually probably love me no matter what yeah (laughs) and are supportive of my journey no matter where it takes me and you know like aren't expecting me to be perfect Mm, and aren't putting something on me that like you know that was all just like my doing somehow along the way yeah and sort of like attributing it to them the thing is that like we've talked to some artists recently who like talk about this idea that like when they're growing up they feel like for some people feel like they have to kind of escape this like these ideals that were put on them or like the people they were with or just how they were raised in order to kind of like discover themselves and I think like for some people it can be very scary to like revisit those group of people who knew you back then because it's like they knew a different version of you and so then it's like showing up as somebody you maybe haven't seen them in 10 years maybe you've spoken here and there and it's like you're an entirely different person like the experiences you've had as people are entirely different and then being like this is who I am I'm like that can be scary for a lot of people but it like it's 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 I mean it's nice to know that like you had like a positive revelation out of all of it well I just yeah like having to really like accept this love from them was like whoa like I'm just like gonna accept it and like let it be um what it is which is you know I think I sort of like almost created this pressure Mm. that really isn't there like no one's looking at me and being like, wow, like, I hope you get everything right. Because yeah. if you don't, then I'm going to be really disappointed in you. Mm, like, yeah. It's like, I don't yeah. know where that came from. But I think it just showed me that like, I don't know, a lot of my identity and a lot of how I kind of viewed myself and, and made sense of the world and myself was just by being good and being like, yeah. I'm a good person. I don't do anything wrong. I don't let anyone down. I don't make mistakes. Like I'm, this group is okay with me. This group is okay with me. My family, my friends, my old friends, my new friends, like it's just this constant, like, you know, trying to keep up. And then at a certain point it just becomes unsustainable because you can't make everybody happy and you can't live your life for other people. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think also like that, but then like kind of coupled with kind of pursuing a career in the entertainment industry, then there's all these other set of pressures. Oh, if I act this way, they want me to do this. And it feel like it kind of feels like if I do this, if I am this person, then this will happen. Mm, And so it's very much a, like you do this, you get reward. Yes, exactly. Which is like, yeah, across the board, just like in life as a human being and then in your career. Like if you do this, you'll get this level of success. And if you check this box or if you know this person and they like you, then, you know, you'll get this thing that you like have built your life around trying to get. Like it it is a lot of pressure. And so, yeah, I think you just, I just had to figure out and I still am always figuring out how to sort of live with that tension of like, doing it for the expression and the love of music and art and wanting to, you know, express myself and then also doing it and having this big part of me that has big dreams and like wants to accomplish certain things and works hard and wants to see the reward for that or the fruit of that, I guess. And yeah, I think it's always going to be a tricky balance to strike. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And so, I mean, like, so you're saying that you did a tour in the fall and for something Mm -hmm. like this, like when you have been kind of like, again, making music for a while and like doing these tours and everything, like, are you still seeing people that you've been seeing since like the beginning? And like, what is the relationship like and how has that changed with your fans from like then to now? Yeah, it's been so cool. Like I, I did some touring in 2011 and 12 Mm -hmm. and then I had like a long break That wasn't on purpose. I just was. Mm-hmm. I like signed a deal and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, as, as and I didn't really tour. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't like really properly tour again until like 2021. Oh, wow. So it was like this almost like 10 year gap mm-hmm. between like really touring. Like I played shows here and there, but getting to go to like different cities and see people come to the show that were like, I saw you on tour with, you know, this band in 2011, like it's, I've been keeping up with you ever since. Like it was mind blowing. Cause I was just like, you have <laughs> like, Oh my God, thanks. And, and yeah, it feels really sweet. Like I think I gained like a whole new appreciation for just getting to do it yeah. and getting to be out and play shows and having people care at all. Mm-hmm. And it, especially enough to buy a ticket. Like, I don't know. I think just the older I get, the more I do it, the more I see like, and the more moved I am by just people showing up to support me, I just, I can't, Yeah, I'm not, I, and I, it almost sounds like fake. Like, I'm just like, I'm just so grateful for my fans, but it really like, I don't know, hits me in a new way every year. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, you came back, you came back and um, it's really sweet. And some people will wear like old merch and, Aww. you know, like show me like, the thing they still have. And it almost feels like we've grown up yeah. together, you know, like yeah. the music I was making when they came to a show in 2011, they connected with that then. And like now they're older and they're connecting with my songs yeah. now that are more about getting older and like what adulthood feels like. And so it's, it's really kind of cool to, to get to grow up with my fans kind of, you know? Yeah. And I feel like TikTok is also kind of bringing even another layer of that, of people rediscovering, again, rediscovering you and be like, oh my gosh, like you're putting out an album. And I did see, I did, I saw one come on your TikTok. That was really funny. That was like, I used to run a fan, a street team for you on like MySpace days. Yes. Yes. MySpace. I had like all these street teams. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about that. Like, how sweet is that? Like, I think it just has really been like a nice reminder for me Mm -hmm. that, you know, like I said at the very beginning of this conversation, it's like making music now and putting it out can feel so isolated. It's like, if you don't get to go out and connect 
with the people who care about your music, it's just kind of like, does anyone care about me? My yeah. music? Like yeah. I see the streams on Spotify and I look at the numbers and I'm like, I guess that's a person, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, getting to really like, yeah see the comments and like interact and I, I just really love it. Yeah. It's, it's really fun for me. And yeah, it makes me not feel as like totally alone doing this. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense. Cause like while the internet can connect you to so many people and like make you feel like, Oh, there's like this community here or whatever. You really need that in-person like interaction, especially when it comes to music, because I feel like no matter how much you can feel when you put like your headphones on and like do your thing that you do when you listen to music or drive your car, whatever it is, like that moment at the mm-hmm. show where you're not only getting connect to connect with the artist, but like connect with other fans and like back and forth and that whole thing. Like it's just such a special moment. And I'm sure for you also yeah. with like this body of work being so personal to you, like seeing like actively mm-hmm. seeing people respond to it must be like such a rewarding feeling. So rewarding. And I'm just like, okay, thank God. <laughs> because like, as, long as, as long as you guys are here, you know, saying this song means a lot to me, I feel that way too. Or you articulated a feeling that I hadn't heard said before in the way that I really needed to hear. Like, that's really all I need to kind of keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's yeah. really sweet. And people, you know, I'm just fresh off these shows this week. So it's like fresh on my mind. But, um, you know, I, I love to just talk to the people who came and like a lot of people, you know, fly in from yeah. other cities, like just to, to see the show. And yeah, I just have such a, such gratitude for yeah. it, I think. And just know that it's, um, you know, I think that's where my, history in this business like really shows up with yeah. me because I'm just like this is you know I really wanted I really wanted this yeah. feeling and so I just really appreciate it when I when I get to have yeah. it yeah <laughs> no that's yeah. amazing and I mean like I don't know yeah. and, and the this body of work like we said it's like it is so personal and I think like I personally really relate to it of this thing of like it's about navigating your early 30s and like the realization that like you're not just going to wake up one day 30 and suddenly have your whole entire life figured out and I kind of personally just have this thing where I'm like okay like I'm like 11 years old in adult years like barely I'm like I don't know what I'm doing I'm not a fully rendered character like what are you talking about and so like like that was my experience for it but like for you like what was that revelation like of like oh like I just didn't download a a pack of how life works on my birthday like what do I do now Well, yeah, I turned 13 right before the pandemic. So I feel like I was like, so like I had this big party and it was so fun. And I was like, all right, here we go. Like 30s, like I'm I'm here for it. And then it was like COVID and, you know, that just brought up a lot. And yeah, it was a little bit gradual of just like, okay, like I, it's not so much like, I don't know. I don't know what the realization was. I think it just was like, you know, we are all on the internet all the time and social media and you start to really see like, like we were saying earlier, like these markers of like success in life. And I think like early thirties specifically are so all over the map. It's like some friends of yours are married for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Some friends of yours are single and living in Europe. Some uh, friends of yours are, have like 10 year old kids. Some people have a baby. Like some people like are in a job that they love and they're killing it. Some people don't know. They're still finding their way. Like there's just so many like 
drastically different, you know, where, where I feel like in your early twenties, there's kind of this agreed sense of like, we're all, you're trying to figure it out. <laughs> and I think yeah. early thirties are yeah. like, wait, we should have figured it out by now, I think. And, uh, I don't really feel like I have to, you, you? <laughs> like, and we're all like a little more like, um, hesitant to like admit that we're all still kind of confused. Yeah. And I think it just sort of shifted of like, and whereas I feel like my twenties were like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Like, and that will inform who I become. Yeah. yeah I think my thirties yeah. so far have been like, oh, like, I think life's really just about getting to know myself more and more and trying to mm. make my life align with that mm. instead of yeah. like make me align with like whatever my life has brought me. I think it's like, who am I? What do I want? What like gets me excited and like, you know, excited to wake up in the morning yeah. and how do I sort of like shift and, and, you know, if I'm not feeling like something's quite right, how do I shift and like go after that? And and whatever that is, is okay. You know, mm, like yeah. it doesn't have yeah. to be approved of by, you know, the younger me that was like, well, by this age, we're going to have, you know, this, this, and this, like, I think it's just being able to readjust and be like, okay, like what, what do we actually want to do? Yeah. You know, yeah, that felt like a shift for me in this kind of stage of life. Yeah. I mean, you're talking a lot about, you know, like personal kind of self-discovery and self-realizations, but then, yeah. you know, in thinking of you going and writing this album, how do you feel like your music and like your storytelling as an artist has kind of shifted over the course of your career? I think I've just gotten way more comfortable with sharing this part of myself. Like, and I think, you know, musically I've, I've started to take in different kinds of you know, and, and appreciate different kinds of writing. And, and it's inspired me like other female artists, like, um, you know, Maddie Diaz and Sasha Sloan and like um, these just like singer songwriters who are so like raw and vulnerable in their writing. It really was impactful to me as a person in my own kind of personal life. And then also as an artist, it was really inspiring to kind of hear stories being told in songs that I didn't know you could tell, mm. I guess. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, you can write a song about feeling lost in life. <laughs> like I, <laughs> okay, cool. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try that. And I, and I think I've always been drawn to that kind of writing for, throughout my whole mm. career, but I think, you know, I can see glimpses, glimpses of it in some of my earlier songs of like kind of contending with the complexities of life and contradictions and all that. But I think I've just kind of leaned into that more and more as I've gotten, as I've kind of grown up and evolved as a writer and an artist, I kind of am like more comfortable with like, oh, I think this is kind of the space I really like to live in, you know? Yeah. And write yeah. out. I feel like with my album, Subject to Change, that was a really, felt like kind of a new chapter for me mm. as a writer and an artist. And this is obviously the kind of follow up to that. So kind of more where that came from, I guess. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of a big shift for me as a as an artist. Having all of these like women who are so comfortable in their music, like just being so raw and open, I think is so incredible because I feel like growing up, it's like we had pop stars. And like before that, it was like there's like Alanis Morissette and like some people who like were raw like that. But really, it's like the early yes. 2000s. It was so much like old men writing music for young girls. Really? I know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. And even, but yeah, like even seeing artists like Billie Eilish yeah. and like 
Ward and like all these, you know, artists that came out started so young and were just so like themselves and like, you know, doing what, whatever they wanted. And I was like, whoa, like, yeah, that, that didn't feel, and, and like you said, yeah, there were the Alanis Morissette's and like definitely female artists that were doing it back then. But, um, I mean, I even have, you know, it it makes you have way more respect for them now because you're like, gosh, it's an, it's encouraged now to do that. And it's like cool to do that. But back then, I mean, it must've been even harder to sort of break out and push against those like yeah kind of norms in the industry and yeah I personally like was such a pop star girl yeah. in my teen years like I was just loving Britney yeah. and all that era like that was what I was obsessed with and what I kind of took in so you know yeah it was um such a different vibe now thankfully yeah. but still remnants I just that. like remember so vividly like being like I think probably like 10 or 11 and like Avril Lavigne showing up on the scene and like the conversation around her was like, she's like going against the grain and like, she's so like punk rock and crazy. (laughs) And like, yeah, her music definitely like, I get where they're coming from, but it's just like now when you look at how many young artists are coming up, like and young female artists at that coming up singing songs similarly to like what she was, of just like being raw like that. And it's like, Oh wow. Like it really was crazy that people like that she did that back then because like nobody was and now everybody's like we have feelings right. too like we can talk about I them know. too yeah yeah i was an afro girly she was so good she is so yeah good. um but yeah totally i think it's like it's also just culturally so different yeah like yeah i don't know you just can't yeah. like get you can't take the conversation of like what social media has done to humanity yeah. and like music and what we're all talking about and what we're all dealing with. Like there's so much more conversation around mental health and, you know, like it's just way more normalized, which I think is so cool. But um, it's no surprise to me that that is, you know, showing up in music that's being made now. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like what we're all taking in all the time and, and being more honest about, you know. I love when, see, the thing is that I love when people try to be like, pop culture doesn't matter. Pop culture is silly. And I'm like, literally, literally it's influencing society and society is then influencing pop culture. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's such a big part of it. It's like everything. Yeah. It's like, what are we writing songs about? Our life and what we're looking at, yeah. what we're yeah. experiencing. And like, it's affected by what we're all, you know, the world we live in. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, so with your album coming out February 9th, you just did your two shows, as we mentioned, Brooklyn mm-hmm. and LA. How are you planning to share this album with the world? Do you have any more shows coming up or any surprises planned? Don't as of now, but you know, anything's possible. Any day you bring a new opportunity. <laughs> Maybe um, some more fun behind the scenes stories on TikTok. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I need to, <laughs> I need to share some more stories. There's so many. I'm like, so many stories will pop up from my from that era of my life that yeah. I had totally forgotten that I did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm excited to have the album out as a whole, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a whole body of work. Cause that's what I really want it to be listened yeah. to yeah. as like, I, I want people to experience it all together and just kind of feel the emotion of it all. And from start to finish and just be able to kind of like, yeah, have it all together. So I'm excited for just it all to be out there. And 
yeah, I would love, I hope I can get out and play some more shows soon. It's so special to be able to share these things with fans and for fans to share those moments back with you. Yeah. Um, and so for a nice little wrap up question that we like to ask everyone, the ethos of name three songs is to empower fangirls. And we think it's important to celebrate the things we love unapologetically. Yes. So Caitlin, what are you a fangirl of? Ooh, my gosh. I just saw the movie, um, poor things. Okay. Yeah. With Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen it? No, yet? not yet. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm obsessed with it. It was so good. Emma was so good in it. I've become such a, I was, I was already a fangirl of her, but after this movie, it was even more so. And, and honestly, I feel like it really goes with my album. Like mm. I didn't say that because of that, but like, it's all about, you know, a woman kind of rediscovering yeah. herself. Uh, I mean, that's a bad summary of the movie, but as I was watching it, it just, um, really resonated with me and I am, yeah, Emma Stone obsessed. So good. I love that so much. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> a great movie recommendation for everyone. <laughs> and also I'm a fangirl of the snooze sound machine. Um, I think it's a, the best on the market. If you like sleeping with white noise, um, that is my plug. <laughs> snooze very, sponsors. It's a very authentic <laughs> white noise sound um that i think blows all the rest out of the water (laughs) beautiful (laughs) (laughs) this is what your 30s is about (laughs) thank you caitlin this has been such a lovely conversation thank you so much for having me yeah this has been a blast I, as a 31-year-old woman, find it very empowering talking to other women in their 30s about, like, their success and their passion for what they're doing because like we've talked on our podcast before about like this fear of turning 30 and this expiration date that women have been told we have when we hit that age and like it's really not that jarring or terrifying of an age to turn or to be or to be living in especially when you're following your dreams and I think like her writing this whole album from this mindset of like being 34 and like figuring out her life is so relatable to anybody of any age because you even see like kids and who are like 25 panicking already about turning 30 and it's like guys it's gonna be okay you're still gonna be panicking in five years but like it's gonna be okay (laughs) I mean I think also you know we've talked about this before on our podcast like just the fact that culture has shifted enough to be able to celebrate women in their 30s and for them to have a space and I think part of the conversation is that as music fans we've grown up and we've not had to get rid of being a fan like we've been able to keep that with us and because of this we're able to still support and love these artists as we grow up and they grow up too yes a hundred percent and listening to her talk about it and just like be so passionate about this project and like where she came from and where she is now and how she's like so comfortable in her fear and like so confident even though she is just like i don't really know what i'm doing I feel like that is just such an amazing thing to be like confident in admitting to and talking about because so many artists just like wouldn't. Absolutely agree. So thank you guys for getting candid with us and Caitlin Tarver. This has been Sarah and Jenna from Name Three Songs. And to get your pop culture fix, you can listen to new episodes of Name Three Songs podcast every Wednesday.